0: On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 1, Episode 2, The King's Road. We discuss the Game of Thrones chess match that's about to begin, we dissect each character's motives as the show kicks into high gear, and I challenge sims to trial by combat. Winner is here.
1: right. well, welcome to Episode 2 ever of Deep Thrones um just to just before we get into the whole review i think it's important that we let our listeners know just in case anyone's trying to advertise anything this would be some great space to you know give us some money throw throw your advertising there. how how do you feel about that
0: i feel really good about it i just or just give us money just just give us money money. if you have a product that you want us to advertise we're averaging 7.8 million views per episode (laughs)
1: Fact. There's nothing but fact. that's all factual. You're there.
0: reaching a lot of people. We make those Nielsen houses look like hobos.
1: And give us, you know, give us some of that internet money. I don't know where you're gonna get the money from, but give just give us some of that hey, a ton of that internet. You know money. what season it is, Chris? Oh, you got a tax return? Oh,
0: Time to invest. <laughs> Send us your tax.
1: <laughs> oh man, it's always tax season. All right, well let's dive into this episode. Lot lot that we have to cover here. Great episode, if I can mm-hmm. say so myself. And it's we open up with a Dothraki traveling scene. We see the whole horde uh doing their traveling, which is pretty much all they do is go from place to place in the plains and and rape and pillage. Mm-hmm. You you get a you get a uh quick scene with Jorah and Danny, and basically jorah's like, yo, they don't eat much here, and the two things that they have in abundance are grass and horses which when i was doing my rewatch of the episode i actually thought that he said ass and horses. Yeah. So i was like, yeah, that's a good point. You know, they they do yeah. have a ton of ass and then he hands her like something to eat. I'm like, oh, is Danny just munching on some ass really quickly? Yeah, she's a millennial. big It's
0: 2018. Get over yourself. I mean, it, it,
1: hey, everybody you know, does it. I'm not knocking I'm not no. I'm not knocking ass eating by any means. I just no. didn't know that they were throwing this out. I mean, this came out in what like 2000 2010 or something yeah but the winds of change were upon us yeah yeah it was weird but 10 years ago you
0: also like see Jorah starts to like definitely get like a half chub for Danny like every scene he's like hello Khaleesi oh you know so that's weird yeah he's giving her like and they definitely don't have that much jerky so for him to give her his like horse jerky it's a very
1: kind thing to do that's a good point I didn't even think about the lack of, of ass jerky yeah. Well, and and then we we cross the Narrow Sea. <laughs> got a jerky get, you got uh, there. Uh, that's some nice ass jerky. It's some nice we, ass we jerky. We switch over to a scene with Tyrion and Joffrey. Uh mm. Tyrion's waking up in a in a kennel. Is that what you call those where they where they have Yeah, the a bunch of
0: dogs, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, and he's he's obviously hammered waking up in this kennel and Joffrey drops the line of the episode in my opinion and just goes Oh yeah, Uh, Uncle. Looks like you're laying next to some better-looking bitches than you're used to.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and Tyrion just kind of—he like shrugs it off. He gets up and walks out. And of course, as you guys remember from our first review, the episode ended with Bran falling from that window. And Tyrion tells Joffrey, as the future Prince of the Kingdom, it's his job to go and pay his respects to Catelyn Stark and Ned Stark, because their kid is now, you know, in a coma. And Joffrey's like, right. you know, being a prick. And he's like, oh, I, don't, I don't care. And Tyrion just bitches him out, which is a smack right across the chops.
1: He smacks him, I think, three times in that he scene? He smacks you the taste
0: that? out of his mouth. Yeah, just lefts and rights, just working the yep. upper body.
1: Which is great to see because maybe not at this point. You can tell Joffrey's kind of an asshole at this point, but definitely by the end of this episode, you get a full-blown taste of how dickish
0: yeah. Joffrey is yeah he's like at this point he's like magic johnson level and at the end of the episodes he's freddie mercury level he goes from just kind of having it to full blown
1: i don't freddie mercury is someone that i don't have a lot of background on not gonna lie
0: lead singer of queen died of aids
1: <laughs> okay all right well joffrey's died similarly but yeah anyways and then so uh we cut over to a scene and lannister family's having a nice team breakfast and you know, get <laughs> bre- around guys <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole clan's there you got the kids cersei jamie and they're talking about Bran almost well they thought at this point that he's going to die for sure yeah but Tyrion spoke with the maester at winterfell and he said that he's not expected to die and this is one of the first times that you see Cersei really kind of vis- visibly shit her pants, but doesn't yeah. say much.
0: She's shook. She's and, shook.
1: Oh, she's definitely shaking. A little triggered, and yeah. Shaking, not not stirred. And mm. and Jamie's like, "Yo, it'd be you know, put him to death and be a mercy. I wouldn't want to be a cripple my whole life." yeah and, that's and actually and Tyrion, he so, says
0: something yeah. about like what is what's the word he used uh, like a speaking for the you know the savages kind of Tyrion says because he was a dwarf and he understands the what grotesque. it's like the, the, grotesque. the grotesque that's right it's a great mm-hmm. line Mhm.
1: it is a great line and then next scene we'll kind of jump into cersei and cat very motherly scene mm. so cersei goes and visits cat stark who's sitting bedside by Bran still really just devastated by the whole you know him falling from from the tower and, and now being crippled but he's still in a coma at this point so he hasn't he woken up yet
0: could go either way too his life is still in the hands of the seven the gods
1: right mm-hmm. and Cersei really has a touching moment in here where her mother her, the, her only redeeming qualities is the fact that she loves her kids right and you see that in this scene she actually talks about how she lost her first child which no one knew about um who actually from the description sounds like it, it was actually a Baratheon child black it hair dark hair um she said it was strong that it fought the whole way you know and um <laughs> she said she never went to go visit it or anything like that but th- th- there's an interesting theory that stems from that from that short line from cersei and it's that well i don't know if i want to spoil it here but um it's not really a spoiler because the theory hasn't been proven true it's a theory that gendry was the firstborn child of cersei and robert and cersei kind of just spent spun up a web of lies to get rid of gendry and oh, like, wow. said that he was dead so that so that basically because she didn't want to have a kid with robert she only wanted to have kids with jamie interesting so that's take how the whole theory reads but
0: we will get more into yeah, that down the road too because some of those characters right. haven't even been
1: introduced yet right yeah yeah so kind of getting ahead of myself there if it's yeah.
0: hot take though i like it
1: yeah what'd you think anything to add on that on yeah that i scene? mean
0: when cersei has a genuine scene where she's not being like a total evil asshole you have to really take them and run and enjoy them because they're not they're few and far between in terms of like genuine scene to evil ratio she's probably top three in terms of bad oh, and so absolutely. is her own son joffrey and i don't know who else you'd throw up there but she's up there so you got to when she does have a nice scene you got to kind of enjoy it for what it is and kind of kind of run with it you know especially since like even though she's probably responsible for some of the stuff that happens later this episode this at least was a moment of uh of genuine care
1: Right, and, and that also goes to show the brilliance of Lena Headey as the actress, too. I mean, you, yeah. you can go from, an in an instance, from hating her guts to, you know, absolutely relating and empathizing with her on a personal level. This is so, a total,
0: like, a total show of respect. I mean, nothing ill will by it, but she has one of the best resting bitch faces I've ever seen in terms of just the face she makes with, like, her non-emoting face does so much emoting. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, she she consistently has the, the eye raise.
0: She has an eyebrow, the yeah. Eyebrow. Her eyebrow is just consistently people's champing it, you know? Like, The Rock, mm-hmm. she can give him a run for his money.
1: I, I absolutely agree. And then the next thing we get here, more Winterfell action. Uh, Jamie Lannister has his first intercourse, their conversational intercourse with Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> not Not to be confused with any other sort of intercourse. But this is, I mean, classic, kind of just what we were just talking about, you know, the character yeah. arc. I mean, yeah. we don't see the arc yet, obviously, but he's no. such a dick at this at point. At this
0: point, yeah. And he looks like Prince Charming from Shrek, but that's been covered on the internet ad nauseum. And I just think it's interesting, too, the scene. It's, it's just a quick little scene, really insignificant. But when I watched a scene, I, I saw very clear tension. But what you saw, and what I think we all just heard you want to see, was these two bang.
1: Well,. I mean, they—they they are two hot guy babes. You wanted that, to see some to
0: JV Snow smanging, yeah?
1: I—I I think them two smanging would kind of take away from them being hot because then they'd break the internet. have to be like submissive, and and unless they were know, just don't don't doing like, strong,
0: uh, unless ooh, skin sword fight. You know what I mean?
1: Ooh. Just oh, oh yeah, Jamie goes. Have you ever swung that sword, boy?
0: (laughs) We now know what he meant, yeah. Yeah, So for those of you at home, yeah, you just, it's all in the hips. You both just shake your, (laughs) yeah. You just both just whip your hips back and forth, and you swing away at each other. It's basically get two two beautiful French rolls, and then that's kind of, to simulate, that's what it would look like. A nice French roll, and you just swing at another French roll, and that's what it kind of would look like. So what's the next scene? All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think we really got off topic there. Yeah, well, uh, but one sure. of the more important parts than that is, is Jamie talks shit to the about the night's watch and really undermines the whole group, which Yes. John John at this point still thinks like, oh, this is a noble group of people, they're all, you know they're all like him, like like nobling or no noble princes or I don't even yeah. know what you would call him, like sons of a bunch of, a, a bunch of Manu okay.
0: Ginobilies, yeah. When in reality, yes. they're sending a bunch of criminals there because they have the choice of, right. you know, being killed or sent to the wall to fight. And it's not really that exactly. noble. And the things that they think they're guarding against, wildlings, at this point, they think the wildling army is nothing. At this point, they think the White Walkers don't exist. They think all these mm-hmm. threats that they're protecting them from are either insignificant, like wildlings, which are just humans that live north of the wall. Or mm-hmm. they're White Walkers, which they believe are, are basically the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot like a made-up folklore
1: and one of the more i guess looked over parts in this scene is just you really see the whole dynamic of john and his family right so you know going into the next scene not so much with jamie now but he goes and sees cat and more specifically bran who's mm-hmm. a- incapacitated right now and it really touching scene there yeah, basically saying bye, bye to Bran. And I you hope know, you wake it, up. It, yeah, he's like, when you wake up, you can come see me and and walk. Oh, actually, a big line there. Um, when you wake up, you can come see me and we can walk north of the wall if you're not scared, which which is little cool to, little like, foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you then, also get
0: like yeah. the cat relationship. Catelyn hates him because he's the bastard of her husband. So. You know, she mm-hmm. thinks that he's born of infidelity and and she says to John, you need to leave now. I want you to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so insulting to the guy. He's just saying goodbye it's, to his yeah, unconscious. She
1: sucks. she sucks for that. That's not John's fault that he's you know, first of all yeah. he's leaving, so, Blaming the child, know. first of all. Yeah. Yeah. A, but there's a lot a of child.
0: genuine there's genuine moments, so they had to throw in that one ungenuine moment. He gives Arya a little sword. He had it personally made for her and Arya, you know, right. John's younger sister, half sister, I guess, and she she names it Needle, which is very cute. She gives him a big hug, and then he says goodbye to Rob. And there's a great moment with Rob where Rob actually asks him, "How was my mother?" and and John lies and says she was very kind. And Rob says, "Good," because Rob mm-hmm. is the oldest son and obviously the heir, so he's kind of policing his own mom at this point from that bullshit. And then there's a great moment of goodbye, Snow, goodbye Stark, and they hug, which I loved.
1: Mm-hmm. And and. Just to reiterate, the fa- the whole family seems to be tight, except for I mean, in, in, as far as like John's standpoint, except for Catelyn and you don't really see it in this scene. But Sansa doesn't really speak with John too much either, and you can, I guess you can kind of notice that because he doesn't say bye to her in this right. scene. Right, right. Yeah, so that, That's and, more and, so future stuff as well. And,
0: and nobody cares about Rickon. Nobody, none of them, none of them give a shit about Rickon. <laughs>
1: There's I, a youngest think, brother think, named Rickett. No one cares. That's right. I, I He's think in, the in the woods playing yeah, with doo doo berries. Yeah. Didn't have, HBO didn't have like the budget to just have Rickett keep showing up in episodes. So, like, Are well, you don't sure? Why well, we pay him? yeah well, why would we know, pay I mean, this just, kid it, it, yeah there's no there's really no significance like, I feel you like you wanted no I feel team. like
0: they cast the character and then they had him stand on set and watch it be filmed so that he understood how the family felt about Rickon and that nobody cares about you <laughs>
1: <laughs> just really hit his self just hit his yeah. esteem as hard yeah, as they possible they paid a
0: guy to stand there and watch people do scenes <laughs> and not he's looking through the script he's like why am I here
1: today <laughs> They just they they paid him to get cucked basically. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Sounds sounds like something I was watching the other day. It's not Game of Thrones. Same. Alright, so and <laughs> so we got uh actually where the episode gets its title from the King's Road scene. Robin Ned and the whole royal party and uh his winterfell retainers are, are going south back to King's Landing. Oh, I, lo-
0: I like that. We get that. a great
1: scene. We get a great scene with Rob and Ned, and they're reminiscing about the good old days and and the rebellion and war and stuff. And Rob's and uh, some Robert's some maiden with huge tits. Corn. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. This, oh yeah. How about uh good old Betsy Bessie with her big old, old tits. You could
0: bury your face in. He says. It's just like wow.
1: <laughs> titties. <laughs> can... hey, hey Ned, you know what you, call, you know what you call? Double D titties. Titties with two Ds, T I D D I E S. Yeah,
0: yeah, the original queen of the dragons. You know what I mean?
1: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, I guess a lot of winter was going on back then too. Yeah, those I guys
0: were just—I mean, literally, that's all they did was drink and whore and conquer and fight.
1: Mhm. Oh, and oh, one thing that I really liked in the scene that wasn't—I I had a bone to pick with episode one. In mm-hmm. episode one, when the royal family shows up, there's literally no crown stag sigils. There are no banners, nothing like that. It's all Lannister and lions, whereas in this scene on the King's Road, you actually see a lot of crown stag banners, yeah. which is which is more realistic. That's what Robert's gonna have all over his royal party. He's know? the king, damn so, it. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I like that. He's the I, king I of like queens. That. I like it. And also, ooh, little fact for you. Actually, I'll pop a question on you. How do you know how long the uh, King's Road runs from from what location to what location? Nope. Ooh. See, you got to <laughs> I assume stuff, from eh? the
0: wall to Casterly Rock.
1: No. Close. So okay. from the wall to King's Landing.
0: Uh, I went too far south.
1: Yeah, so so actually uh King King's Landing to uh Lannisport is yeah. the Gold Road, I believe. What's what that right. called? Right
0: and king's so, yeah. landing not to be mistaken with queen's landing strip which we see a little bit of that too throughout the series damn right we do that's right you're you, you fucking right winter you,
1: you know it <laughs> 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 and then uh okay so that was that was a great scene and um i believe this is where you actually get the first speak of robert wanting to kill the targaryen kids across the narrow sea yep. is that in the scene or am i getting ahead of myself no yeah. that's yeah that's that is, he has that
0: scene? he he gives the uh, a letter to ned and ned's like tell me we're not thinking of this the the dothraki cannot pass the uh, pass the ocean you know and he's like that targaryen right. boy wants to be you know king and he's like well throw him into the ocean if he crosses you know
1: and robert t- you know i can see both sides of this argument because yeah first of all if you're in if you're in the Game of Thrones world it's I mean, it's absolutely cutthroat you know if you have enemies, you have to do whatever you can to try to remove them from the equation. So everybody Robert's wants to kill you in this sense absolutely and mm-hmm. you know and and you know for people who have seen further uh, further down the road, this conversation kind of makes a little bit more sense to you uh, on Robert's side of things. I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, does that make, you, you get what I'm saying
0: there? Yeah, I mean, the, the, like he's you, you know it's a little brutal what he's saying. He's trying to kill a girl who's supposed to be I guess like 15 or 16, but mm-hmm. I mean, and Ned I think is sort of more Tyrion esque in that. I think Ned and Tyrion are guys who you'd see almost leading in like a democracy and not in a world with kings and queens because everything they do is a diplomatic approach seemingly. You know what I mean? They want to use right. diplomacy, which in this world is, in the world we live in, diplomacy is obviously what you want to do at all costs, right? You never want to do the nuclear option. But in this world of Game of Thrones, every option is just kill your enemies. No truce. Because yeah, there's so much pride that your enemy will never not want the throne. It'll always want the throne. So you can't make a truce mm-hmm. with something that will consistently want the one thing you have that they can't.
1: Mm-hmm. Very good points there. Thank you. And speaking of, speaking of murdering Danny, we jump back across the narrow sea in the next scene. Jesus. Danny and, and the cow are get, getting, getting after murdered. it. Yeah, well, well, so, most well, so the cow is really getting after it. He's and hitting Danny's, it rough. Yeah, he's roughing yeah, her. Danny's not really liking it. And you it. could tell Amelia but
0: Clark was not a huge actress at the time
1: right because there's, yeah because there's no way she's gonna have that sort of scene with where she's just getting in from behind right now it, and yeah it out.
0: bouncing all over and just literally it's like it's almost like on HBO like softcore porno scene that you'd see in like a
1: softcore porno right exactly exactly and, and, and yeah so that's a, that's a good point and with amelia being a bigger star i don't think she does that no. scene or at least no, not, his titties at, at least would not be bouncing yeah right but Not, a, another thing and I, I touched on this last last podcast that we did but it, it, it just the, the whole the whole rape uh translation or or i guess uh you know view of that i, I don't like that it, it's i don't i don't know why the show writers decided to go that route but in I, the I book like she that.
0: was she was more into him right
1: right it, it was completely consensual in the books you'd prefer
0: yeah but, I mean, maybe so, it's to show uh, a little bit of evolution even within their relationship, which we'll see in a matter of scenes, which is good, because we get away from all these uncomfortable, kind of rough scenes. But where do we go from there?
1: And, and then we jump over back across the Narrow Sea. Tyrion and Jon are on the King's Road north to the Wall. Yes. And you, you get, This is the first time that you really get some, some views, some actual like close-up interaction with Men of the Night's Watch and future men of the night's watch so there's not great two prisoners yeah n- not not great there's yeah. two rapists that were actually with them other oh, travel Tyrion, yeah right and and Tyrion's like oh yeah they're they're rapers and they had the choice whether to Castrate. get castrated or to go serve in the night's watch and 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 then he says and most people actually choose castration over the night's watch and john being the 90s grunge guy that he is "Uh, Uh, yeah uh, yeah, uh, i I don't agree with that yeah and then he's like what's your style and then what's your style yeah (laughs) (laughs) but and i i think this is an important scene because again in this very beginning of the entire series you see that Tyrion being the adult in the situation and but still being kind of the outcast of his family is very self-aware and and knows you know how to analyze the situation and, yeah. and make the best out of it whereas john is still very much in denial yeah he still is just plans. like
0: drinking mountain dew in his bedroom blasting system of a down while his stepdad just pounds on the door he's like turn that shit down it's like i'm not gonna <laughs> do it doug
1: <sighs> i'm not doing it ned
0: i'm not turning it down <sighs> everybody's going to the party ha- he just starts singing along <laughs>
1: turn that shit you're off you're not my real dad you're not my
0: real dad
1: you're not my dad
0: it, I like too when Tyrion's like he, what does he say he's like uh, what's your story bastard and then John goes ask me nicely and I'll tell you dwarf
1: <laughs> it's just so good ask me nicely
0: he's like ask me nicely and lick your lips and look me in the eye and I'll think about it
1: Why don't you look me in the eyes when we make love anymore? Probably because I'm in front of you. So, question, actually, and I, 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 given now, granted, you know, we're not criminals and we're definitely not rapists. But if you had the choice to, not just a nice watch, but to jump into the Game of Thrones world, you don't know if you're going to be a noble, you don't know if you're going to be a peasant. But you have this choice whether you get get castrated or. Go in the Game of Thrones world, and and deal with people trying to murder you every day. What are you, what are you choosing?
0: I don't know. That's a tough question. I probably choose Game of Thrones world.
1: At least, well, I'm not
0: ready to me, lose my balls yet.
1: Maybe, yeah. I was gonna say maybe, you, maybe you get to have kids first, and then you get the choice.
0: Oh, so then it's just getting a vasectomy.
1: <laughs> True. Well, wait—is castration the whole? Is it the whole? Is it the? no and castration stem, is i think it's just the it's just the
0: it's just the 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 balls the root okay. i think yeah so it's basically like you know
1: oh okay so then oh for sure well i'm choosing oh. I'm definitely choosing the vasectomy then yeah you can get those right. reverse now too which you can nice. yeah
0: there, right. did you yeah so that's i mean that was kind of a that question really flamed out
1: pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, as, as things tend to do on this podcast.
0: Things just are, yep. <laughs> so where, where so do we good, go from anyway, here? So yeah. back
1: on track, so on our, our next scene, we have Rob and Catelyn back in Winterfell. The maester walks in. Catelyn's still totally just devastated by yeah, Bran being... Still kind of a cold-hearted
0: coma. lady, but that's okay. Not a huge fan yeah, of cat. And the, and,
1: and this is a great thing that I also like about about the Game of Thrones series in general. The maesters saying, okay, we've got appointments that we need to make. We need, you know, stuff that we need signed. The laws need to be kept still. We can't just all shut down because Ned's gone. And because your and, kid got
0: fucking tossed. Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. It, and Rob steps up to the plate and yeah. he's like, yo, I can take care of this. I'll handle the appointments. And, and, and then but, he
0: yells at his mom. Right, he says, he's like, you I need mean, to do shit. He's like, he's like Rickon exists. He's six years old. No one fucking likes him. He's like, he's going to yeah. starve to death because we all <laughs> refuse to feed him. So you better do something.
1: <laughs> exactly. And he, he makes great points. This is the first time you see Rob really step into a leadership role. Yeah, he's getting a little hair on good. his chest.
0: Yeah, he's getting a little, you know,
1: coming a, a man. point about Game of Thrones in, in general that I like here is, unlike most other... I, I can't speak for Lord of the Rings because I haven't really read the books, but in, in the movies, at least, they never really focus in on, like, an economic... You know, most most things, most big um, what's word, epics like this don't really bring up a lot of economics. and Yeah, there's seemingly uh, unlimited finances. Politics. Yeah. Right. Whereas I, I do like that Game of Thrones focuses on that a little bit more, and they bring that up in this scene. So I do like that. But the right. most important part about this scene is... An assassin busts in and tries to kill Bran. A mercy kill, the second yeah. Second attempt on his life. It's
0: mm-hmm. a mercy kill. The guy says he's like, "You're not supposed to be here." And Catelyn's like, "Well, I fucking am."
1: <laughs> like you, you should have fucking known. Should have yeah. told someone.
0: Yeah. And, and, and she's and like, "Please take Rickon, not Bran."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's my son that no one likes. Yeah, take. And then so, uh, Bran's direwolf Summer jumps on the scene, saves the life. Well, oh, it's a rough
0: scene, though, between Catelyn and this guy because he, like, tries to stab her and she, like, grabs the knife. And, like, uh, any oh, yeah. scene in a movie when someone's, like, holding a knife or someone's, like, twisting it and stuff, it just always oh, makes man. me cringe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and actually, once you once you get through the series and actually want to dive into the books, the way they describe, they, they say, like, the, the knife's, like, grinding on the bones of her hands and stuff. It's, oh. It, because, because it's a Valyrian steel blade,
0: that's a yeah. the
1: next scene and it and that stuff it just cuts right through, yeah, so yeah, real it could
0: cut it could cut through stuff. bone, it perfect for slicing ass jerky the whole nine, yeah, exactly, which then, the next scene is in the Gatsby. right yeah,
1: right, so this is where um shoot. Catelyn uh, believes remember. it's after she does
0: Catelyn does her little investigation she goes to the gods which she gathers around her meister she has Rob mm-hmm. is there Theon's there and she's like yo I think the Lannisters had something to do with this and the one guy's like look at this blade way too nice for a cutthroat and it's yeah, he had yeah. Roger, Roger Castle that's who
1: that's who yeah. I was thinking of yeah. Okay, yeah. Matt so, Castle the, former it, QB yeah. Matt Castle which it, it, I mean that was so I mean at the point like at this point in the story, if you think that the Lannisters would actually give a Valyrian steel blade to a peasant assassin and not even especially with how rich the Lannisters are, they they would have hired a way better assassin that would have never got the job eight. done. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was kind of a shittily put together plot, yeah. but we don't really you know, Shartley, we don't know any yeah. of that at this point. No. Right. So but anyway, so that's that that drives up the tension definitely with the Lannisters and the Starks. more it Rob, stuff more time, Rob you know. becoming
0: a man stuff too. He uh, like is like he says he's like if it's if it's if they come into my city, you know my town, and they try to murder my brother and Theon and him are ready to go to battle. So it's really cool. And like you said, it's right. the Lannisters and the Starks. The tension's there. So where do we go from here?
1: Mm-hmm. And then we get a very cool scene where that party traveling north to the wall actually sees the wall and it is massive yeah it's i mean big this, wall so, trust me i'm gonna build a wall and and my wall is gonna be bigger than big, anybody's wall, beautiful. Okay? you know
0: it i know it everybody knows it
1: believe me folks yeah right? i think it also so,
0: i told uh my fiance the other day i also found it ironic that this wall actually keeps the whites out oh oh isn't that weird right it's oh. a wall because we don't want actually the wall Keeps the whites from coming, so I thought that was interesting, weird take, but uh, important one. So
1: that's wild. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's going to be the wall that the Canadians build.
0: Yeah, you know? although what yeah. is whiter than a Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you're right i don't know what
1: well, i don't know you got drake you got drake up there AKA that's true jimmy that's true RIP to jimmy jimmy degrassi. brooks
0: degrassi different series that's uh degrassi thrones <laughs> that yeah, we'll be doing yeah. next we'll the, yeah we'll cover degrassi yeah all 17 seasons
1: and and then we jump back across the narrow sea with a really really hot scene here one of my favorites uh danny's getting trained by a one of, one of her retainers but her name's Daria and She hap- she happened to be a sex slave okay. from List.
0: She's training her how to like just absolutely pwn the Kyle Drogo's dick in the bedroom. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How to just just because she's like she's like if I'm gonna be on this guy's balls every night, I at least better make some fun out of it. And she's teaching her how to like become a a, a, a just a just a banger in the sack.
1: And the sex slaves from List are the best in the in the known world, basically. So people come from everywhere. Go to those brothels, and apparently she has a. Dorea has a has a line in there where she says, like it it, it said that sex slaves from Lis can make a man finish with just her eyes." Right,
0: and, which is like Jesus. Yeah. I'd never leave the house. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to. It'd be no. All over. I'd just be what walking could down that woman? Street.
0: It would be like a rule. She'd have to wear sunglasses everywhere.
1: Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Oh, man. She'd have to stevie you it, yeah. Directly leads into the call, just like getting shown what's up in the sack. But so and this is amazing.
0: Just... He comes in and he's just like ready to get behind her. And she's like, no, no. And then she like hops on it and she basically just cowgirls his balls into oblivion. And she basically yeah. turned him from like a savage smanger into, Yeah, I'll take the trash out now, dear. Yes. Immediately, dear. Yeah, I got it right now, dear. She's oh. just like doing oh, you a want little bit? Oh I got
1: this. Yeah.
0: She's basically oh, no just more, like no more horse you know. ass. Yeah. yeah. No more horse ass you want yeah, like a salad? Get get this woman a salad immediately. Yeah. Give
1: <laughs> this, yeah. this woman a get this woman a good Caesar
0: salad. Yeah, this rug's a little bit out of our price range. Uh, I guess I'll okay, I'll get it. We'll get the rug. You know, yeah, that's basically what she did to him.
1: Yeah, and he loved every second of it, which finally, like, hey, I get you know, I guess that's why I'm not a show writer. Like, I'm not a big, different interpretation type of guy. When, when I read the original work, I kind of just, like, stick with it. Right. So, you know, I, I guess I don't have that creative... I, I, the creativity that they had to kind of make an arc on that story. It's cre- cool, yeah. I guess, but, yeah, and it, yeah, and
0: it finished with Khaleesi just doing some cowgirl. That was it. That was their arc. It was just yeah. like, how could we turn this into, you know, how could we make this benefit us?
1: <laughs> and then we jump back across the narrow sea, back onto the King's Road. Crossing and this the is sea. one of the most important, most, ooh, love boat across the sea. Yeah. And this is like the most important scene in the episode well, I guess a couple of scenes here, but Arya is training because she got needle, so you know, she's training with a wooden stick now with a butcher's board Yeah, different kind Micah. of training
0: than Khaleesi, right?
1: Yeah, oh, way, way different. Khaleesi's Arya's, training Arya's with a different stick. All that at this yeah. Point, right. <laughs> and, um, so they're training Sansa and Joffrey are simultaneously on a Spit game. nice little Stroll, in. yeah, because they both know they're Joffrey's gonna get they're gonna be married off.
0: Yeah, they're gonna be married off to each other. Joffrey slides into those DMs. He's like, "Hello," and she's just kind of like, "Oh, my lord." And Sansa at this point is kind of a little twat. Joffrey is a huge twat, so they're perfect for each other.
1: Right. It, it, it'd be it, it's like a match made in heaven, except Joffrey's just even too much of a twat for for Sansa at this point.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. He out twatted her.
1: So then. Um, uh, Joffrey gets this you know, little man, big man syndrome with Micah because he, you know, accidentally hit Arya and he's like, Oh, you know, that's that's my lady's sister that you hit and I'm, I'm not gonna hurt you not that much and like, and he like cuts his face. face.
0: Yeah, with a sword. Yeah. And he's Which into that. Joffrey's a exactly guy who likes pain. Been,
1: yeah. looking back, that would have been fine if Arya hadn't have freaked out at that point, you know? Like really? so everything would have been fine, none of this would have happened, but instead Arya, being the wild, wild little girl that she is, jumps onto Joffrey and is like, no, stop. But she beats and the shit not, out of him, basically. Yeah, basically the, dire dire wolf beats the shit out
0: of him. bites his arm, she takes his sword, mm-hmm. and like throws it into the water, into the stream. Mm-hmm. And Sansa the whole time was like, you're ruining everything! No, no! And I was like, come on, you, you suck.
1: Yeah, she... This is this is the beginning of Sansa really just being a terrible character.
0: She has a renaissance was, later on, but now. no, yeah, it, it, yeah. it lasts a while though. It does, and, it, and then it, we, yeah,
1: and then we see Ned and Robert kind of trying to sort this whole thing out. Cersei obviously is on Joffrey's side, wants to start killing dogs and, and having Arya like went through the streets, stuff. yeah, 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 and and Robert's just like this is ridiculous. These are kids you know playing fighting this happens with kids ned you handle your kids uh i'll handle mine and then he kind of gives a shot at joffrey like yo you let a little girl disarm you like stop being such a wuss you know yeah and then and and then which is a great point
0: yeah and then like they also make ned kill the direwolf which is upsetting right. but the thing it's is sad. is Arya's dire wolf ran away so in reality he has to kill sansa's dire because they captured that one which is ironic because right. sansa kind of you know she was brought before the king to tell the truth because Arya and joffrey gave different testaments and she just did like the oh, i don't remember you know which is you just know. like come
1: yeah. on come she, on she knew exactly what happened so and it, and then so, he actually had to kill him because well was he an, took it, it. Was a creature from the north. He took the honor. So, he said,
0: I'll do it. I don't want, yeah. you know, your assassin to do it. You're you cutthroat. And it's one of those yeah. scenes too where it's like Robert and Ned are like the dads, you know, and it's kind of like again, another shout out to today's culture where kids are a little bit more sensitive when they fight. It's like oh, punish them, but back then you fought and then afterwards you shook hands and it was over, you know?
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good points. Good good relaying that into a modern day uh Sort of sense there. Good interpretation that's, there, John.
0: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it, man. How, thank you, man. You know, I really appreciate you saying that.
1: Oh, you know what? Actually, I forgot. Bran wakes up after Lady dies.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, that's yeah. Because right. oh, he's... Well, that's significant.
1: That. Yeah. So right, right when Lady gets the knife from Ned, Bran wakes up. So, right.
0: Which yeah. is like... It's sort of like in a dream when you're knifing a chick with your wiener and then right as you splooge, you wake up.
1: Well, sometimes when you're experienced enough, you wait, you try to time your wake up before
0: you splooge. The splooge right. But because, sometimes- because then
1: if you, it, yeah. Sometimes if you, if winter comes too soon, then you gotta like make your, you gotta change your drawers without trying to wake anyone up. And it's just, it's yeah. just a big, it's a whole mess yeah. all over the place. Pro tip sometimes to you, you young male
0: viewers, seats. You lift up a few of the shirts on top of the hamper. You stuff those drawers underneath, and then you pack it nice and tight.
1: No, that's the only way to do it. Unless yeah, you can't leave them on for top. Whatever. Unless for whatever outrageous reason you're actually going to fire up the washing machine right then and there, which no, then, you can't.
0: That's just uh, red red flags and alarm bells yeah, sound just,
1: all over <laughs> the top. That's, that's like you, 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 that's like the enemy UAV just got you just can't It's lie, airborne. UAV. Yeah,
0: everyone's huddling. Like, did you? Are you sick? Are you okay? And you just be like, yeah, I got a little. I threw up in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which isn't necessarily a lie. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. You'd be anyway, better so off saying you had question. diarrhea. <laughs> back to the question here. One out of ten. King's Road. What are you writing it?
0: I give it a solid six because a lot of motions are set off. It's an important episode. Not my favorite episode. So I give it a six.
1: Okay. I would give it... Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give it, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven. Alright, well. Because I'm kinda counter, I I, I don't agree more so like necessarily more action the better the rating. I actually like episodes like this where there's a lot of talk and it ends up leading to some things.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You gave me that prices right. You gave me that one dollar, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, you wanna get into some segments?
1: Yeah, let's jump into some segments. yeah, you know, first one best line Yas Ooh. Queen you want to you hit us with yours
0: yeah I'm going to hit it uh, the best line is we talked about it a second ago it's if it must be done I'll do it myself he's of the north he deserves better than a butcher that is Ned Stark deciding to mm-hmm. kill the direwolf mm-hmm. and by Yas Queen is when uh, same scene actually Arya kind of attacks Sansa when she lies to the king and then Cersei goes she's as wild as that beast of hers just great oh yeah Yeah. i know it firsthand people like when you compare their kids to animals people really like it
1: (laughs) (laughs) people love that yeah and this i mean you like again one of the more reasons why i gave this episode a higher rating than you it it's it shows a lot of character you know you don't don't necessarily let's not make it personal chris jesus well i'm I'm just saying like you step the fuck fuck up your rating dude no fuck your rating
0: your rating sucks
1: so yeah so anyways like Arya. up until this point you understand that she's a tomboy and she doesn't like do all the stuff that sansa does right but now you're really starting to see she's got the short temper she's really wild she's not scared to stand up for what she believes in and those are all things that are integral to her character so I, i like that very I like important. That you picked that one.
0: Me too, and it definitely helped achieve a solid six for this episode. All right, Chris, your turn. Okay, solid seven. Six, <laughs> to six.
1: So my best line was Ned to John, and right when John's saying all his goodbyes, he's leaving to the to the north to the wall, and Ned goes, "Next time we see each other, we'll, we'll talk about your mother." Mm. And that one really sad line knowing what we know at this point but yeah yeah i mean it, it I like ned carries that cross so well and right catlin just hates john and and john kind of hates I, I mean i'm sure there's some resentment there from john to ned because he doesn't you know he doesn't know anything about his mom he
0: hates so his so bastard that, label that's for sure
1: right for sure so i i think there's a lot of weight on that line so i like that one and what's your yas queen and the, my Yas queen is in the beginning Joffrey to Tyrion, and, and <laughs> Tyrion's land in that kennel and he goes uncle the, the, those are better looking bitches than you're used to, yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. that was yeah. the first time, maybe the only time Joffrey's made it last throughout the whole series. it's a
0: great line, and Tyrion's face is kind of like you little fucking piece of shit, like you trash
1: pursues the smack the crack, crack him, him cracks three some times. three
0: good ones, yeah. Yeah, so which no, I, we all wanted to take a swipe at joffrey at one point mm-hmm. and that leads us to hottest moment
1: the hottest moment i think we're unanimous on this one this was this has, has to be unanimous yours. mine
0: yeah. was that girl on girl scene with khaleesi and what was her name dorea yeah yeah, where she's training her how to please the call because there's okay so it's Mm. uh, uh, i didn't give too much Mm. look into it because it was it was like any other scene you know i'm not gonna focus on one scene but i had to rewatch that one a few times because i felt like their audio was messed up and that it was quiet so i had to re-listen so i watched that scene a few times maybe seven or eight and (laughs) uh it starts with durea up top on khaleesi uh kind of teaching her how to gyrate the hips, and then Khaleesi gets this like wild oh, yeah. look in her eye and she does nice you'll switcheroo way. and she like pins her down. And when that happened, I didn't fully grasp it, so I'd say I watched that part another, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen times.
1: I I absolutely agree. I think this is, this yeah. has to be the hottest moment. I mean there's there's nothing else that compares yeah. to this. At least I mean maybe throughout the whole season I thought that this maybe the series of moments <laughs> Yeah. Winter was, was, was in was, abundance. It was, it was, Winter was all over the place. Yeah. It you could have made a snowman
0: big. with the amount of winter. that. All
1: right, maybe not. That. <laughs> That's a whole lot of winter. Coming I all mean, over the place yep. But yeah, there, there was a lot of winter going on there, though. But you know what's really funny about that scene? And even the scene before that, when Danny and the Kyle, Kyle Drogo were having sex, she's just staring at the dragon eggs, which is kind of weird. And but the you know the dragons are definitely staring back too so i think the dragons are getting a free show a lot of this oh, and oh wow like, Damn, lucky dragons yeah like, mom like what, yeah. can you stop just smanging in front of, of us yeah and
0: definitely don't look oh, yeah. in us yeah
1: like just can you just like at least close the box like the blo- the box is open with the three dragon eyes yeah. sitting there Co- while Khaleesi's she's box
0: has in. been open all show
1: <laughs> yeah it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yes. that yeah so that was unanimous right unanimous scene
1: all right. So now we're going to jump into our Westeros history minute. Oof, uh, this time I'm going to do the Kingswood Brotherhood. Uh, kind of relating to how Jamie came to fame and, and got his uh, Kingsguard spot. So it starts off, we're in King's Landing. Uh, the Mad King's still sitting on the throne. Everything's going good for the most part. You know, land of plenty. Tywin's the hand of the king. And um, next thing you know, this Kingswood Brotherhood pops up when you think of them kind of think like Robin Hood-esque kind of um, you know just steal from the steal from the rich and give to the poor and this was all a result of yeah you know this this is kind of a result of the poor people getting neglected in the royalty doing well so this Kingswood Brotherhood starts kidnapping uh, loyalists um, nobles and things like that and it gets on the Mad King's nerves obviously because he's trying to keep these people protected, that's his job. So he sends out uh, three Kingsguard members. We've got uh, Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, real badass dude. He appeared later in the seasons on the show. And then you've got uh, Sir Barristan Selmy as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, a, a, a lesser one as far as the show's concerned, but in the books, a really huge character, but uh, Sir Gerald Hightower. Who went out with them sir gerald hightower got injured right away so really came down to arthur dane taking the command and he took more of a modern approach on how to hunt these guys down instead of just going and cutting heads off he actually got with the small folks in the kingswood and started listening to their concerns uh giving them food and things like that and turning the small folk against the kingswood brotherhood wow so that you know you can actually find them easier and, and get information out of these people, so eventually, after uh, you know a couple weeks of doing that, um, they get enough info find this brotherhood. there's a huge clash uh, people are you know there's heads getting cut off stuff uh, Sir barriton Selmi kills Simon Toyne, who was the leader of the Brotherhood. Um, Arthur Dane takes out the Smiling Knight who is like a, apparently a psychopath and one minute he could be super smiley and the, whole, the next minute be torturing people, kind of like Ramsay in that yeah, it sounds, way. Sounds but, almost like the um, Joker. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. If you look up images on, on Google of this guy, you'll, there, there's some Joker-esque pictures that pop up. But anyways, relating this back to Jamie Lannister, um, this is where Jamie gets his first kill uh, in action. And kills a member of the Brotherhood that's unnamed. But he also crossed paths with the Smiling Knight and held him off long enough for Arthur Dane to come over and and take over in the fight. And then a uh, real famous moment in the fight: Arthur Dane is going against the Smiling Knight, and the Smiling Knight breaks his sword on on Dawn, which was Arthur Dane's sword. And Arthur, being you know the chivalrous his, man, he is gives him a chance Dawn? to pick up a new sword. Yeah, Sword of the Morning, dude. It's sick.
0: Oh, Dawn is um, in like, I thought just like Dawn, like an old lady name.
1: Oh, no. Like Dawn, like the cleaning fabric stuff.
0: Oh, okay. It was um, a plug. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but, um, so Arthur Dance like, uh, you know, you, you can, uh, grab a sword or whatever. And, um, this, or er, he was like, any last wishes, I think is actually how it went. And the smiling knight was, um, he said, yeah, let me, let me grab Dawn and use it against you. And, um, or something along those lines I'm ad-libbing right now but long story short Arthur Dane was like alright here's your wish and then just lays into him with Don and murders the fuck out of him wow. so yeah, that was uh, that's that's the story about the Kingswood Brotherhood they, they're they all dead except for um, Almer who is in the Night's Watch now but um, yeah yeah, story wow. that's how Jamie Lannister got his first kill all right. and kind of became famous.
0: So, Interesting shit man Chris, your throws for Dummies this week. Uh, so. uh, what are the regional bastard names?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, it's a six. So, uh, to give a little background, bastard names are not the last name of the family. They're s- derived specifically from what region you're from in West Rose. So to go through them all, uh, the bastard names are Snow for the North, Rivers for the Riverlands, Stone for the Vale, Hill for the Western Lands. You have uh, Storm for the Stormlands. You have Flowers for the Reach, and Sand for Dorne, and then Pike for the Iron Islands. Wow,
0: that's that's think that's really interesting too, because that means that uh, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers is a bastard, which we already knew.
1: Ooh, wow, yeah. that's great. I didn't well, know actually, that so just now. Well, there's a ton of... You got uh, Jonah Hill. He's a comedian, right? He's I a bastard? Yeah. yeah. No,
0: he's in, he's in yeah. Superbad.
1: Yeah. Great movie. Um, um, what else is some Santa's bastard names? I feel like there's... I don't know. I'm
0: not sure. That's all uh, the only uh, ones I can think okay. of. Get George Stone, R. Martin a date. Stone?
1: Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. Roger Stone. Hi. All these stones. Yeah. Get George R.R. R. Martin a date. Uh, mine is pretty basic. It's I figured... We tend to date around our own rating on that scale of 1 to 10, and he looks just like Bruce Valanche. So, George R. R. Martin, Bruce Valanche, you're both fat. You both got a couple of necks. You both got 48 <laughs> chins rubbed together for a while. That's love at first sight. Chris?
1: <laughs> first of all, listeners, you need to Google an image of Bruce Valanche right now because I, when, when CD first mentioned Bruce Valanche to me for the date, I didn't. I couldn't put really a face to the name, but if you Google image Bruce Valance, you'll know exactly why Chidi chose this. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking, oh yeah. I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him right now. Bad radio, but wow, great, great choice, great choice. Okay, so my my mine is a little bit a little bit more conventional than yours. Um, I'm gonna go with Sarah Jessica Parker, and oh. my reason is. My reason is not just because they both have HBO shows. Sex and the City was HBO, right?
0: I believe so, yes.
1: Yeah, so not just because they're related through that way, but also because George R. R. Martin loves putting a lot of emphasis in horses on a scene. Mm. And, and a lot of people say, I don't necessarily say this, but a lot of people think that Sarah Jessica Parker has a horse face. I think she's pretty, I don't know, but it's a thing going out there that people say, yeah and you know it, it, especially in the books george is always talking about different horses he's like oh jamie rode in on his golden destrier and his coursers and shit." and you know since he really loves horses and sarah jessica yeah. parker allegedly has a horse face i think they're a good match
0: he wants a slice of that horse jerky is what you're saying and she's got blonde that hair so backs. he wants to ride his old golden horse yeah and he wants to he's like he wants to settle her up and be a nair. that's what he wants all right makes (laughs) sense
1: get that that ass jackie full full, full circle full circle jokes you see that yeah guys see
0: that's how it's that's basically it that's comedy that's comedy uh our next segment is unnecessary titties Mine goes back to that Khal Drogo Khaleesi sex scene because again we talked about Amelia Clark clearly was not famous at the time because like if you guys watch this her, her her boobies are aggressively bouncing all over the place like a softcore porno and it's there's no way as the celebrity she is today she her and her agent would ever allow such a violation of her sacred b- uh, bosom.
1: I I agree with that I didn't like those I thought it was unnecessary because of more so the unconsensual part than the, than, you know, her not allowing it now, but my necessary titties was not necessarily titties, but when, when Cersei said that the lady needed to be killed. Ah, good like point. That. Good point. I didn't like that. It's just yeah. Cersei's just out there trying to, trying to get someone to die for Joffrey being a little punk and lady had to take the brunt of it so i think i, I, I speak
0: i speak on behalf of all millennials when i say dire Wolf's dying is not good it's very sad and i don't like it no
1: and, and they and they had the little yelp in there at the end this yeah, is sad. I'm yeah. Say. and i
0: you know any khaleesi scene where she's getting it for me is unnecessary because i you know we all know how i feel about khaleesi me and daenerys go way back and I intend someday to meet her and possibly take her out for some delicious—I don't know—shrimp in a movie or a nice meal in a movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when a she's surf getting it, for, yeah, a little surf and turf, and when she's you know, maybe some mass jerky. Mm-hmm. But when she's getting it, it, it really does make me not jealous, but just upset because I know she could do way better. And you guys are listening to what better <laughs> is. So Khaleesi, if you're out there, just know I'm romantic. I'm sensual one wink from me khaleesi and there would be a white ford bronco in those panties lady because the juice would be loose all right so <laughs> just,
1: know, <laughs> you, just know. I'm, I'm glad to know that you have such high standards for yourself but mm. hey you gotta keep you gotta keep that head held high you know? yeah yeah i'm a shot
0: i'm a seven this episode was a six but i'm a seven so khaleesi uh, a seven two is nice. I think girls like sevens because they're attainable, but they're not like aggressively attractive, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> I'm a seven, Kalise. And then our final yeah. segment, Trial by Combat. Chris, a show I created. I saw a guy on the train in a suit. And I see a lot of people in suits, and I came up with like a weird backstory for this guy and a show idea where he, he lied 15 years ago on his first date with a woman who's now his wife that he's a lawyer. So for the last 15 okay. years, every time he wakes up in the morning, he puts on a suit to go to his job where he's actually just a janitor at a high rise, but she thinks he's a lawyer. And she works at a trading firm, and then her company gets sued, so she's like, oh, we'll just hire my husband. And he pretends to be a lawyer during the trial, and in doing so... He gets arrested for impersonating a lawyer and then her firm gets arrested for insider trading and in jail she vows to kill him and it's called Legal Jannies.
1: Legal Get, Jannies. Legal Jannies. Okay, so that's, just... that's gonna be that's gonna be a working title. Okay, so we're hey. not gonna, it's not legal, legal Jannies, I don't know. That's a seven. So, okay. Alright, so I don't even know where to start with this. So first of all, you can't be you can't be married and living on a janitor's salary, and your wife thinks that you're a lawyer. I, I think that would be just red flags. Unless they just kept mm. their tax returns and bank accounts separate the whole time. Yeah, well, which is possible. It's possible. Um, so I guess so. The point of the trial by combat, I try to beat. Your, your idea here. Okay, so Game of Thrones is better than that because first of all, uh, not to be mean, but I think that's kind of a shitty idea. I don't think you're going to get much in the box office with that movie.
0: Wrong. Uh-huh.
1: But, but I guess the main reason why I think Game of Thrones would win out here is because Game of Thrones does a really good job at making it something that's fantasy and making it very believable and a lot of people who haven't started the series I, I go around and I say oh you gotta watch Game of Thrones They're like oh is that that show with the dragons and the zombies and it's just yeah. it's all fake you know it, I think the show writers and George even in the books does a really really good job at making it believable whereas that story I just saw holes all over the place. Yeah. I, I, You you think yeah, that, like
0: that it's easier to make dragons believable than a woman being like he can't be a lawyer. He has to be a janitor. There's no way we're we're oh, living absolutely. in this ranch <laughs> in this I, ranch I,
1: I <laughs>
0: house. Okay.
1: Again, there, yeah. There's, right. there's real life dragons. Fine. So True. Get over True. It. I Get forgot.
0: Over. I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. so I mean I mean okay, that's a fair point, I guess. I mean, but again, we don't decide the winner of that. The old gods, the new gods, and Be the base god. They decide who wins trial by combat, uh, so hopefully, hopefully they rule favorably. I think my, my trial was a 7 and yours was a 6, but that's not for me to decide.
1: Well, if yours was a 6, if mine was a 6, then yours was a 9, but I, we should probably switch that around because, first of all, the title is just terrible. Legal Jannies? It's Let's great. Think...
0: <sighs> it's great. Right. That's a fantastic title, Legal Jannies. Because he's no, well, like, hey, right, well, it starts as a comedy and then it takes a dark turn because they want to kill each other. A lot of emotions. That sounds
1: so bad. Um, all right, well that's our show. Thank <laughs> you to the viewers. Thank <laughs> you to the viewers, the listeners. To everybody. If anyone, if anyone you know, lucky again, we, we need we need we love feedback on this. So if you want to come on the show, make a guest appearance. Yeah, you, you want a winner. Send us some mailbag questions. If you want a topic for us to cover, you know, we can extend a West, West history minute or something, you know, yep. you know, we can be sure to share, done, so.
0: be sure to share, be sure to give us a, a little five-star review, share us, uh, send us all over the place if you can. And uh, that's it for me, Chris, got anything else you want to add?
1: No, that's it.
0: All right. Well, I'll just say this, uh, Khaleesi, you know where I'm at, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, Chris, yours, yours was a six. Mine was a seven.